You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, we are back. Episode 60, that's a milestone, huh, of the AntsMarching.org podcast. Uh, I'm here, I'm Matt, I'm here with Jake and Joe. Jake, how are you on this lovely Sunday in February? Uh, I'm a little tired, but that's okay, so I'm doing okay. It's good to hear. And Joe, yourself? Doing pretty good. I like that our podcast number is getting closer and closer to Jake's age. <laughs> 23 to go. <laughs> 23 to go. That 83rd base birthday you just celebrated. And yet still getting closer. <laughs> still getting closer. Can't wait for the 83rd uh, podcast. Ah, well, it is Sunday. Further away. It is Sunday. Jake posted a picture of his crowler on the Ants Twitter. So, Jake, what, what is that? What's, what's contained in that lovely vessel? This is just heaven in a glass. It is called Trapped in Space. It's by Red Cypress, uh, which is be- quickly becoming my favorite local brew place. And it is a double IPA, 9.5%, which is redonkulously strong. And while I was there talking about how I was only going to get a crowler because I wanted to walk again at, eventually in my life and Drinking 64 ounces of 9.5% will pretty much kill you. The guy said, yeah, we were messing around, and uh, we tried something. So he gave me, like, in a little four-ounce glass, he gave me two ounces of their cider and two ounces of their double IPA. Oh, my God. It's, like, the greatest thing ever. I uh, is, is Now it, I can't wait to go back and, and try it, that. Is it piney or is it juicy and tropical? The cider? I'm sorry, not the cider, but the double IPA you're drinking now. It is juicy. Ah, I like that. It's not very, not very syrupy. It's juicy. juicy. You know how like some of the doubles will get a little uh, syrupy. You know, like a little kind of stickiness to it. This is this does not have that. It is just fresh and delicious. I love it. What about you, Joe? On you first. Me? All right. Okay. I'm standing on ceremony here. Um, right now, I'm having a placeholder beer, so don't hold it against me. But it is a Corona. It does have a lime in it. A um, Corona! Oh my! God. <laughs> I uh, uh, Jake's double IPA had me thirsty for something good and not ordinary, and I went and realized I had no double IPAs in my uh, fridge. I have a half growler of Dogfish 120 from two years ago, still oh, wow. sealed up in my fridge. But my buddy has a half growler of their Worldwide Stout. And we both promised each other that we would save them and do Heaven and Hells, which is a dogfish black and tan with 20% beers. One of these nights, uh, and it's not going to be tonight. So uh, so you're sticking with Corona, or you're going to have something? You're going to tell us what it is coming up later? Yes, tell I'm, us now? I'm probably going to open up uh, segment two with the proper beer. So oh, you're, you're going to make us wait to find out. Exactly. Why you got to stick around for some reason, right? And it's not Jake's <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> it's going to be a Corona light. <laughs> yep. S runs downhill, right? Oh, okay. Really good. All right. So well, let's, yeah, surprise me, Joe. What do we got? Which here? which sound do you think you're going to get? You're going to get the the dribble, dribble, dribble. Any predictions? I'm expecting the sound that makes when I, when you open a bottle of Sutter Home White Zin. Mm. I usually go for the bags. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so here we go. Let me get a little pour action going on because I haven't had any of this yet. And what I got is um, that's not very a fizzy. wine. It's not very what? Not very fizzy. fizzy. No. So it's a wine. Um, I got yeah. a Meritage from Adirondack from, again, our friend uh, B-Rad, uh, who sent me this. So I'll be drinking a little bit of that. Very nice. Meritage, good blend. Yes. Like it. Ah. 
Happy uh, Happy uh, Oscars days to you guys. Oh. Oh yes. You guys gonna watch? I'll no. watch a little bit of it, no, maybe. I just, and I made a face too. I'm not gonna watch any of it. But um, I don't know if you do. You guys want to really answer this? I didn't realize that the Oscars have an award for like music because I seen like Lady Gaga associated and The Weeknd and all these. I was like, I, I didn't really think of the Oscars as having a music award. I was like, how do you get an award for music at the Oscars? You guys know? As far as I know, in order f- to receive an Oscar for best uh, music. Um, or whatever the proper title of it is, the song has to appear in a movie. Um, and that could be during the credits, that could be whatever. Um, so in, in this case, for like for uh, the Dave Matthews Band, since you know, we are kind of like a DMB podcast, it would have to be something that was used in a movie, like uh, Help Myself was used in a movie. As far as I know, it was not nominated that was for an Oscar. Scream 2, right? That was Scream 2. Uh, and Mr. Deeds... Yeah. Actually, had where are you going? And also, they did all the little musical interludes um, during that for the five people that actually watched uh, Mr. Deeds. Oh, and what, about, what about where the? Oh yeah, the, the yeah. What is the other? The other one was uh, a movie called White Man's Burden, uh, starring John Travolta. Ironically enough, considering the Oscars, everything going on, uh, it was a movie set where the white people were the minority and the black people were the majority. And it was sort of like an, an opposite thing from uh, South Africa. That was really the theme of the movie. And Tripping Billies appeared in that. That was actually really? the first DMB song to appear in a movie. That movie came out in like 95, maybe, or 96. And another enough. one was? There's another one? Paul, didn't Oakenfold do a remix of When the World Ends for like, <laughs> like Swordfish oh, right. or something? Or what was it? It was The Matrix, wasn't the it? The Matrix, yeah, Reloaded or something. Oh, Oh, I didn't know it was the Matrix. Yeah, it was. The yeah, Matrix. but isn't there? An, it, wouldn't you count um, the Fly from what's that that's, movie? That's right. Yeah, uh, Joshua, which was a great movie. Holy crap, that was a great. Oh, movie. Joshua was that Joshua or is that uh, like where? Yeah, it was that? Joshua. Oh, Win Win Dixie. Yes, it no. was a Paul Oakenfold remix. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joshua Joshua was the Fly because of Win Dixie. Dave just tooled around on his guitar. And, and actually, during one of the breaks, you could hear him play uh, what eventually became Shotgun. And there's like little things like that of him just messing around on guitar. And there's little, he just kind of played some chords and some songs. But there's stuff that appeared in that movie that didn't exist yet. Um, what about Butterfly? Was it but- Butterfly? T- yeah, that's right. Butterfly 2. Was sure Butterfly both- in, in, in Winn-Dixie, Winn-Dixie, I think? No, no, it didn't exist yet, but he played oh. the chords for it. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, was Butterfly and not shot, Shotgun. It may have been Butterfly. I don't know. Oh, you do, I mean, what do you want from me? I'm drinking a 9.5% beer. Jeez. Which, I, which, when you say that, I just realized you guys are always drinking these 9.some percent beers, and you're all like, oh, yeah, and, I, and I'm drinking this wine that's 13%. Now I wonder, at the end of the podcast, why I'm the one slurring it all the time, and you guys are fine. I forgot last week what my first show was. I, got, I missed it by a year. Oh really? Yeah, that is that is right. That is right. So you guys actually maybe got started a little bit before the podcast, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little pre gaming. Um, awesome. That, that yard the, doesn't rake itself. Let me tell you. Do the movies that get the the um, do the music that gets the uh, nominated for the Oscars are they only from big movies that are also nominated, or are they ever from movies that aren't nominated? Like a, like a small movie that wasn't nominated for anything else. 
Oh yeah, it can be, but I mean, you know, I, I hate to, I hope everybody's sitting down while they're listening to this, but the Oscars is tends to kind of play favorites a little bit. And sometimes movies <gasps> get nominated for things that really shouldn't, you know, it happens. I mean, yeah. is, is it ironic that the movie that wins like best editing also like wins best picture? Like there's no other movie that was made the entire year that had better editing. So the movie <laughs> would not only was fantastic, but the editing was excellent. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, things like that. It's just, you know, the, the Oscars are a load of crap until I uh, actually win one. Then, then I'll, is what, you know, is think. what Stefan did. Do you guys know this thing that Stefan did? He did like the background music to like some adventure movie. Um, do you know this or no? Yeah, he did. Well, he did it for an IMAX movie, um, a number of years back. And he also did the music for a documentary, um, that if I'm not mistaken was all about Calvin and Hobbes, the the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, something like that could become eligible for it um, if you know if it were presented. They have to be. You have to be like nominated first. You have to be. I, I don't know exactly how how it works, but there's something where you have to present the movie and it has to be submitted to the Oscars for approval to to the board. Oh, and they decide you. from there. It's not like there's, you know, like there's 360 movies made. And they say to the people and go tell us what you like. So what you're saying is the NBA will never win an Oscar. No, no, not necessarily. I mean, you know, it, they just have to do something. I mean, you know, Bruce Springsteen won an Oscar for Philadelphia because they just asked him to do the song. You know, Eminem right. won one for that eight mile. I mean, Isaac Hayes won for, you know, back in the 70s for for <laughs> Shaft. Right. So it, you know, it, it can happen. You just have to kind of, you just have to catch the right people at the right time and, and get the right press. I mean, that, I think, that's, yeah, yeah, you got to be asked. And so we got somebody out there making movies has got to ask DMV to write a song for, for the movie. Right. And, and it has to be an original song. It can't be a, oh, a re-recording. So like help myself actually wouldn't have been um, eligible because the song had already been written. Um, it has to be something written for the movie so i guess technically speaking um the fly would be only the only song that would have been eligible which is a great song by the way if you if you're kind of going what is that it's uh, just kind of do one of those internet searches and type in dave matthews the fly it's a neat little song from a freaky 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 movie called joshua about a kid who's kind of a little insane and and things that go on with it it's it's an excellent film creepy yeah I don't know. I think they can make some good music for some some scenes. I mean, we've had some, you know. I think of like a, or what Dave did with Litho Litho. Is that yeah. how you say it? Um, that's a cool like building little song. You know, that would make a really good background to like some kind of dramatic scene or something. I thought I would I would I would picture. I they could totally you do know, it. You know what Litho Bithlo is, right? It's the studio, studio that he recorded. Studio recorded it. Right? <laughs> Yeah, but it's mother father. That's all it is. It's just the yes. guitar from mother oh, yes. father. That's, yes. that's, that's it's not it's anything. A, it's original. a little okay. I would put the yes, it is the riff from that, but it is a lot different. I mean, it's I mean, light years different. Oh yeah, it's 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 like Ice Ice Baby is different from Under Pressure because it's got the little hook on it, right? Oh, come on, it's got it is hook. way different. Come on, really? You're gonna say that? Can can You're I? Really gonna, kind of go weird here and say that I think Mother Father was one of the more promising songs off that album. Um, and, I, and, and by the I, way, they could have jammed out that end and they just cut it short like the entire album. But I, I, I thought it felt um, forced, to be honest with you. 
I felt like the inclusion of Carlos Santana was just like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we owe you. So uh, you owe us cool. rather. So come on in and play on the song. It's just what it felt yeah. like to me. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. It's just I, I, I don't know. I just I haven't listened to that whole album through, but once in my life anyway. So, I mean, I've heard the studio cuts probably every one of them a few times, but I can only make it through it once. I know we're haters, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, it, it reminds me of something. Um, Every Day just had, the album just had its anniversary, right? Um, 15 years? 15 years, is it? Wow. Came out in February. Yeah, I guess it did. came out in February 2001. Well, yay, who cares? It's... I, I, I noticed, um, I sent a screenshot of this to Matt. The band posted a little picture and said, hey, anniversary, what's your favorite song from Stand Up? And there was a, there was a, what was it? You mean every day or stand up? Excuse me. Um, what is, which, which bad is the album are you talking about? <laughs> now you're making me double think. Which is the one that just had the, the, uh, the anniversary? Which every is that? Every day, yes. Which How is the best? How strong is that wine you're drinking? <laughs> Pretty 300%? strong. 300%. 300%. They said, well, give me, give me your, uh, your best song on there. And somebody was like, uh, Space Between. And well, I don't remember what the other one was. And then somebody somebody said, oh, I can't pick just one. They're they're all so good. Oh. And I was and I just rolled my eyes at the back of the head. I was like, they're all. They're, I don't know if you could say they're all so good. Yeah, I mean, that was for for the people that weren't around back then when Every Day came out. It was. I mean, literally, this is not an overstatement. It was universally hated, and, and it, that it was tr- against. It truly was that was against the backdrop of the Lily White Sessions leak. So you had what could have been, and then you completely juxtaposed with what was, and it was bad. I, I think actually, every day came out first, and then Lily White's well, leak. That, that's the thing. I don't think the order so much matters. Just the fact but, that they were directly linked to each other. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and 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 part of that was that the that the songs that they played uh, in 2000 became very popular. Um, you know, by the end of the tour, although they pl- they played a lot, people were looking forward to them. They were still working around with lyrics, so people were still interest- interested to see what happened to it. And then you find out it got ditched, and then they made this garbage that didn't even sound like Dave Matthews' band. Um, the, the only thing, just from a historical perspective, which gets thrown around a lot, but as Bob Dylan plugged in, when, when Dave plugged in, there was also that sort of backlash against like, oh my God, Dave is playing an electric guitar. Um, you know, it, nowadays it's not that big of a deal. He plays a lot of songs in electric, it, but that was another thing that just was like shocking at the time. And how the songs were like, like you just said, uh, were really short. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, I think the longest song on the whole album is, is less than five minutes if there's anything longer than five minutes i'll be surprised no i'm actually looking at it right now the longest is four minutes and 43 seconds is that angel nope that's every day Uh, really yeah angel comes in at uh, under four actually so yeah everything's really short so if if we had to go on the record just real quick you guys we had to pick one song you know i know you don't want to pick one you're gonna whine but pick one song that is your top pick from from the album from every day, what would you pick? You got one, Matt. Um, it's probably. Well, can, wait, can I wait? Can I get a little clarification though? Then or now? 
because ah. there's songs from that album that are markedly better now. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna vote now based on what I would like what what I would hear live. Well, it, you know, it's funny. I remember listening to the album, and just because it was new music from Dave Matthews' band, I remember liking some of the songs right off the bat, and then getting over that euphoria of the new and realizing that it was trash. But I remember not not hating if I had it all. Not believe not hating Sleep to Dream her actually. I remember that. Mm. Um, when the world ends is such an awful song, and it still it, it's 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 maintains its terribleness. It's it is a dumpster on a hot 90 degree summer day it's horrible um i think probably so right is uh is good and what you are gets there uh it wants to achieve that like moody that moody middle eastern feel um of last stop it's not close but i i didn't i didn't mind that so much either angel is again it's it's there aren't enough so superlatives. Bad. There, are, there are no superlatives to deal with it. So right, I would say. All right, Jake, yeah. you got a pick? Um, <laughs> now, well, no, I mean, now you're not going to believe it, but um, I could, I, I'm not going to say that. I almost said I can live with it. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I won't vomit in my mouth at a concert when they play The Space Between. Okay, and and that was gonna that was my pick too, but I would actually prefer... Just Dave solo acoustic. Um, uh, I'll take space between. It's, right. it's, just, it's, it's so much better live now than it was when it when it first started. I just thought it was so horrible, and they've really made it sound so much better. And it's and it's unbelievable because he still has lyrics that I can't stand, but just the music on it sounds just just yep. unbelievably better. I know I put you guys in a tough spot to have to pick one, but uh, thank you for appeasing me and giving it a shot. And not abstaining? Not abstaining. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Matt. This, I think I've told this story on here before, but this is um, that also the anniversary of the Everyday album closely coincides with the anniversary of me um, first meeting the band. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you to Stace to Ace out there. She just posted a picture on Facebook over the last couple of days to commemorate the uh, the anniversary. And it brought me back to uh, TRL Live out in uh, in New York City. So that oh was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I M- know. MTV TLRI, really? Yes. Yes. Did you – so you knew they were going to be there, I guess, in advance, and you made a day trip out of it to go down there? Well, no. So, again, my friend Stacy, and she's an old-school DMB community member. She goes way back. So if, if you're a long-term member, you would know her as Stace the Ace, and she's awesome. She lives down there, or at least did at the time. I was, uh, I don't know. There being New York City, by the way, in case you're lost and have right. no idea what they're talking about. Right. Uh, there used, let, me, let me just put a little background to the, to the young kids out there. There used to be this channel called MTV, <laughs> M as in Mary, and they used to do uh, things related to music. The M actually stood for music at one No, point. no. So, but anyway, now they... Now it's teen moms that are pregnant and stuff. But anyway, right? Go ahead. That's okay. So I, I was either I was either a sophomore or junior in college, and um, Stace had won. She had won a contest with her, I think a radio station that got her um, tickets to see that to go into that TRL session. Basically, that the band was going to be on MTV, 
So she was calling her friends down in, in New York and short notice and nobody could go with her. So she so she gives me a text or an, an AOL instant message, something like that. Oh, God. Back at the time. And she says, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, well, I got class. She goes, well, no one no one will go with me. I got two invites to the TRL session with the band. Do you want to go? So I was like, yeah, I want to go. So um, I blew off you class. Wanna meet, you want to meet Carson Daly. Right, of course. I was huge. <laughs> so um, I blew off class the next day and drove down. And it wasn't that. It, from Albany to New York City, you're only talking two, two and a half hours. It's not a ridiculously long trip. So it was doable. And I hopped down there and I got there. And I remember being out in the hallway outside the studio. And they were letting everybody in. And for whatever reason, Stacy couldn't meet. It wasn't meeting up with her contact. So uh, we were panicking. Like it was getting to the point where we were the only two left in the hallway, and we're looking at each other like we're screwed. We're not getting in. Da da da. So somehow Stace reaches out, gets in touch with with her contact at the radio station. I think it was a radio station, and they they pull us in. So okay, thank crisis averted. Last ones in. Because we were the last ones in and late, we're walking in, and uh, Bruce Floor. Grabs me. If you don't know Bruce, he's, he used to be the band's, um, what do they call it, Jake? I can't remember. The A&R. A&R. A&R for RCA, right. Or BMG, right, RCA. And uh, he, I was wearing that bright yellow Carter Beaufort soccer jersey that they were selling back in, what, 99, 2000? And I'm still selling today. Is yep. it really? I think so. Keep awesome. going. Yeah, so Bruce grabs me. He says, hey, has, has Carter seen you yet? I go, uh, No. Like Stace is being pulled, Stace is being pulled into the main, you know, the main hallway for the venue there, the, the stage, looking at me like, like she's being dragged away by the secret police, <laughs> like, like I can't believe they're taking you and I'm getting dragged into the main area, um, yeah. and I get pulled down this narrow hallway and thrown into this tiny little room, and the entire band is sitting there. Uh, okay. So uh, Carter hops up, gives me a big hug, hands me a pair of sticks, signs my jersey. Matt, you're the man, Carter Beaufort. And uh, I ended up talking to every single one of them in there. That was, you know, I had no idea. I didn't go down there expecting to meet him. I just wanted to see him perform at this special event. So uh, that was a pretty special you, night. Well, you have to you have to mention uh, what, what you said to Roy and what Roy uh, said to you. Yeah, I, I, I told Roy that I also uh, was a saxophone player of not the same quality, but I also did play sax. Go, oh, really? I play drums. The whole place just starts laughing. <laughs> just breaking <laughs> that's, balls. That's Roy. And then I almost stepped on Stefan. He was sitting in this chair behind me. And if you've never met Stefan, he's a little guy. He's not, he's not, you know, he's not towering for sure. But uh, they were all really cool. And it was, it basically was the green room where they were standing. So it was fun to meet him. So, Bruce, again. I've uh, seen you many times since then, but uh, thank you again, and same to you, Stace. That was a lot of fun. And so, then you didn't get to see them play because you had to go change your shorts. Uh, yeah, I was in the bathroom ditching the underwear, definitely. <laughs> no, you still have them today. Come on, <laughs> be honest. All right, so it's in, it's behind glass, okay? <laughs> that's pretty cool. I didn't know. I didn't know well, about that. That was, so be- that's that was pre-ants. That was before ants. Yeah, I don't know if I ever knew that story. You know, I think that was one of the uh, – he told that story during one of the podcasts where you did not show up. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, that, it couldn't have been 2007, though. That was, you know, before Joe arrived. That's oh, true. Yeah. I don't Ugh, know. That's a crazy story. That's it was, awesome. It was so much fun. So I don't know if – you know, I was thinking about an extension of that. What lit 
my fire for this band. Well, the fire was already lit, I suppose, you know, for the band prior, or, you know, to that TRL point. But, um, boy, it was just one year after that, Jake, that, that you and I got together and, and did all kinds of collaboration, right? That's right. Yeah, that was. That was because we went live with Ants Marching in 2002. Yeah, right? in, January. In January of 2002. So we must have started, we must have met up probably less than six months after that uh, concert experience you had. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually remember. I remember again with the old AOL instant messaging. I mean, we used to stay up super late at night, oh, yeah. chatting, trying to get everything all worked out. Had to be toward the summer of of two thousand one. Yeah, I you, remember you know, spending a lot of <clears throat> a lot of nights in in my semester uh, first semester uh, in like September and October two thousand and one, doing a lot of normalization on your um, set list documents, your Word docs. Yeah. That's where I'm I mean, Yeah, Jake just had Word docs, <laughs> like a Word doc titled 1992. That would be 70 pages long with set lists and notes. And it'd be all one thing to dump that file into a database and just say, there it is, and have the code do it. No, th- there was misspellings. There weren't any standard format. And so we just went through and took Jake's encyclopedia, basically, and formatted it in a, in a standard way. <laughs> So I, I, I still remember that. I probably still have that instant message saved where you said, do you know what standard formatting means? Like, <laughs> that I know sounds like something means. I would say. <laughs> I know I know what formatting means. I've never heard those two words like together like that. <laughs> I don't think you could still do it today. I don't know if no. I'm remembering this. I don't know if I'm remembering this correct or not, but my one memory from that TL um, total request live um, thing was maybe I'm remembering it wrong was they had everyone's outside and they're trying to get into it. And they suddenly they start letting people in that show their warehouse membership card. No, that was a different show. I I know. I know exactly what that was. That was the David Letterman roof performance. Ah, okay. And there were, there was confusion about, uh, I think an email went out from the warehouse, but see, they only sent it out to specific people in the area. 2002, July 15th. Right. So sometime in early July, if you were in the greater uh, New York area, the tri-state area, you you may have gotten an email from the warehouse saying, you've been invited to go to this concert um, and basically show up. People showed up and then other people just kind of came in and were like, oh, yeah, I'm in the warehouse, too. Yeah. If he's in the warehouse, I'm in the warehouse. One of those things. And a representative from the warehouse said, do you have your warehouse membership card? And (laughs) amazingly, a couple people did, which that was like, wait, we had membership cards. Are you kidding me? And I looked around for mine and I looked like about uh, six months ago looking for mine because I thought I found a spot where it could be and nope never knew that, it but what but what they ended up doing was the people there were people that knew their numbers and uh, because the warehouse representative understood how the numbers went there was some sequencing to it that we don't understand but they could tell who was just who actually knew their number and who was just throwing out random numbers you know oh yeah my number's seven yeah, that's 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 really a number. I just remember that, and there was an outrage because I don't think at that point they were still making the membership cards. Um, and so I remember just a whole bunch of people hear the story coming out that hey, if you had your membership card, you're getting let into these kind of exclusive events. 
And everyone's like, well, I don't have one. Send me one. I want one so I don't miss out on these opportunities. And it being a big deal that some people had membership cards and other people didn't have membership cards. Right. They do not do them anymore. But it is a good thing to know your number and don't really share it with people either because that is a number that is unique to you. And it can, uh, it's a good way for them to identify you because they can always identify it. That's why I always tell people when they post their tickets online, if they have warehouse tickets, your number is actually written right on the ticket. So yep. you might want to blur that out or, or something or frame it so it's actually not in the shot yep. because that's, that's a way that they could actually get your information. You know, identity theft, is, it's a real thing. What was the first number? Do we, do we ever come down on that? We did not. Um, and there's there's, been there's a thread, there's a thread that on it where you can kind of people have posted stuff and you can try to try to see what some early ones are. But it's not like they started with a. I think I'm just going off the top of my head. I think they started somewhere around like fourteen thousand or eighteen. Uh, I'm seeing eleven five like or eleven six here on Periscope. Okay, it, whatever that was. That was basically the first number. The first number was, but it was something like literally like eleven thousand five hundred. It wasn't like eleven thousand. It wasn't like it was. It was like in the middle or something like that. Yeah. And then it kind of went from there. But there was also something where uh, some people said that they skipped some numbers also in the middle, so the numbers jumped at some point. Yeah, I, I don't, that's for sure. So actually, speaking it, about uh, warehouse numbers, I think today, if you haven't seen, you're listening to this podcast. They posted the seat locations. For warehouse oh. tickets, so that was um, a fantastic that transition, by the way. Oh, you like that? Um, I, I I haven't heard any any rumblings yet. Haven't got a lot of feedback. Um, sounded like a couple people got good, a couple people got average. So um, we'll have to hear to see if people are happy with their seat locations. But uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, if you go on the warehouse website, go to the ticket request page. There should be a button for. Um, seat, and you'll get the section in the row. You won't actually get the seat numbers. You can see uh, see where your seats are at. We'll have to talk. We'll have to see what the uh, reaction is for next week. Did they used to give us seat numbers before the uh, scalping was a a big problem? No, no, no. They never did. They only they only gave sec- section and row is all they did. Yep. So you could narrow it down to you know thirty two seats roughly. Uh, other big news of the day. We got I actually thought we didn't have a lot to talk about, but uh, a lot coming out. Uh, the new live tracks just got announced. Oh, and I thought you were going to talk about the Freestyle Explosion concert last night. Oh, oh, we'll sorry. do that in segment two. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so new I, live tracks, wait. right? 37 and Jake, you got a lot to say on this. And coincidentally, coincidentally, that was our, um, our in the spotlight, wasn't it? No. <laughs> fail what's the uh, what am i thinking of who the hell knows? oh the sister the sister 94 yeah you're you're reading down further way to go ahead and ruin joe's segment too. no 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 we're talking about the song that we talked the release for in the spotlight had sister 94 on it right right and that has to do with live tracks 37 i don't know how whatever <laughs> take it away <laughs> hashtag wait fail. Who's drinking the nine point five percent beer here? This is I'm getting confused. All right, anyway, uh, Live Tracks Thirty Seven is an unbelievable find by uh, the people putting these things together because this is the earliest multi-track recording of the band so far and, and probably ever. Um, John Alasia, who is a fantastic uh, producer, 
he recorded the show down at tracks uh so he brought his big old multi-track recorder with him plugged in all the band to him and that's how you get the multi-track that we've explained this a thousand times we're gonna do it again um interesting about this is it was a wednesday night um us at Ants and our good friends over at the Almanac both had this listed as a show at Flood Zone because the band played every Wednesday at Flood Zone. Well, apparently that's not correct. It was actually a tracks. And something we did know, both of us knew, was that we knew we only had one set to the show. We only actually had set two listed. But now we have the entire uh, show recorded. And, and man, what a, what a great show it is, too. Including in this is the only multi-track recording of Spotlight which is a song that uh, so cool. infamously Dave does not like, and he stopped playing. So this is going to be the best way you're ever going to hear the song Spotlight, and you can kind of decide if you like it, if you think Dave was right or wrong on this one. But so a really, really good show. John's mixed most of the studio albums, right? Or early on, early series ones? I thought he, he, he did all the mixing. Well, he mixed uh, Remember Two Things and... I don't know if he mixed under the table or not. Uh, I'm not sure, but he did get a, a, a couple co-writing credits with Dave on um, on the last album. He co-wrote Mercy, and he co-wrote another one as well, because mm -hmm. Dave went and worked with some songs um, with John uh, in Virginia on some stuff. Yeah, I think so John's still, still around. I see his name pop yeah. up from time to time when I'm reading the liner notes and stuff like that. So really cool that he had this recording from uh, uh did you already say the date uh i did not i don't know if i said the date 11 11 92 freaking so long and, and time Jake, ago tour central begins at uh halloween which is damn near halfway through the show correct yes just like i said we only had set two in there yeah that's i'm out of any live tracks i am so excited about that i, I really am like a multi-track from 92 and this set list 22 songs of like all the originals i mean this is this is a freaking gem I'm the amazing excited. thing i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you joe but the amazing thing is that even back then and the band played a lot of covers back then because they didn't really have that many songs they actually only play one cover the entire night and it's probably not the cover you think it's going to be they actually played angel from montgomery and in a full band setting, Angel from Montgomery is actually Boyd as the lead singer. So hmm. Dave might come in and sing a little bit on the third verse, um, but Boyd's going to sing that. So you actually have two songs sang by Boyd. True Reflections appears on disc one and then uh, Angel from Montgomery. So, And also of, of note is that Halloween is not going to sound anything like the Halloween that you know today. It is going to sound completely different. Halloween only debuted on Halloween 1992, so ten days earlier. So it's completely different. So does Just, a, does a does a tape exist of the second set or no? Yes, yes. we or have, not. and, and it is on or the not, site. not or now. Yes, okay. it's it's actually a really cool show. And, and there's a couple things um, that we that we have listed over uh, in Tour Central about some songs. And from what we understand, we believe that they are actually. Uh, at least one of them is recorded, um, as you, or rather is going to be released on the show. In Tour Central, we have a song that I am slowly about to click on. Boyd's Blues. Um, and it's called Boy's, Boyd's Blues. There's a long involved story that I will narrow down to about 18 minutes involving that. <laughs> 
essentially, this is a song that used to appear back in the old tape trading days when people would make mixed tapes. They would always include Boyd's Blues. Got to put Boyd's Blues on there. Put Let's put that on there. That's great. Well, it's actually nothing. It, 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 there's a jam before Jimmy thing, but that's not what it's called, Boyd's Blues. Dave was kind of making a joke because they did Last Call. So when they did Last Call, he says, you hear that? It's Boyd's Blues. Get it? Because it's Boyd's upset because there's no more alcohol. Ha uh-huh. Very mm-hmm. funny. Dave's, Very funny. Dave's hilarious. <laughs> so that's where it came from. But the name got attached to the jam before it. So that's why we have it listed as, as it was back in the old taping days as Boyd's Blues. Um, from what we understand, the rumor is that that will actually appear on the disc as an intro to Jimmy thing. So I hope that is true. That yeah, that's going to ask really you cool. if, if there's any rumors on because any of that improv. They usually did little things between songs, so I hope they keep some of that. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah that would I, be very nice. Yeah, I mean, even even Matt might like that Jimmy thing. <laughs> Early enough. I'll go in with an opening open mind. I'll say there that. There you go. That's, that's the spirit. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. I'm just going to tell you that this is an unbelievably unique disc. It is. This is that really. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what I, live I tracks. You know, this is what it was made for. This kind of stuff. It really is, and just to, to hear it as a multi-track, you just to hear the band that early Peter in this Greiser, unbelievable harmonica on so much. Yeah. Yep. And that's the well, old that's harmonica right. intro. Yeah, Peter's yep. on this. Yeah, and, and apparently, on, and then, according to the band, a very vocal Leroy goads Boyd to jam freely on his violin. So you hear, you get any hear Roy chatting a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, the Lover Laydown is going to sound different because back in those days, um, Lover was played with a, a sort of like a piano, intro, or a piano accompaniment by Peter. So that's going to sound completely different. Mm, um, so, the, so much to say is going to sound different, obviously, with the harmonica. I, I They used to actually do a harmonica intro on minarets, but I believe by November of 92, they had already gotten rid of that. That was more like an early 91 into kind of like, or late 91, rather, into like early 92. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be gone on that. But there used to be two harmonica songs, which is really, really strange. Jake, put this into perspective for me. Where is your level of excitement from this on one to ten? Just, I'm just curious because I I, I I feed off of your excitement sometimes. I, I it's a ten. I mean, it's is it really? really? It's That's absolutely when, a ten. When yours is a ten. I'm excited about it. This is this is just this is the top. This is the top for me. I mean, this is really to hear. I enjoy things like this. I enjoy history. I enjoy older things like this. I was actually kind of looking through, I'm going to go see Pearl Jam in in a couple months. And I was kind of looking through some old Pearl Jam sets and I was reading some stuff. And if you know about Pearl Jam, they started off as a band called Mookie Blaylock named after the basketball player. And they have sets and they have recordings of that. And, and there's actually tapes of like the second Pearl Jam show. And I was like, wow, that's neat. And I kind of looked around for it to download it. I like things like that. I like hearing bands, how they were way back in the day and how they've changed into what they are today. And this really gives you a great example to see what Dave Matthews band was in 1992. If you were in Charlottesville, Virginia or any other college town and you paid $5 cover and walked in to see some band on a Wednesday night, this Mm. is what you heard. I think it's just a snapshot of what things were. This will uh, this will make the tailgate rotation for sure. I like it. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, Absolutely. Are, they, are they always announcing these live tracks about a month and a half in advance? 
Roughly, I think they give you about yeah about that long to kind of make your decision I, I and buy it. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Like, when's this come out? Uh, we got April eighth. I guess we got to wait till. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's, that long. It's going to be a good one. Interesting cover too with uh, uh, Stefan on there with his uh, blonde hair. So yeah, I, I, I know he had he had blonde hair in '98. I remember that there was a, a time for you youngins when it was very cool to dye your hair blonde. And no, I did not do that. Um, <laughs> But I, I don't know I if that's called bleach. I think it's called bleach. No, it was it was like a sun in product or something like that. I don't, if it's product, I, I would... Joe knows it. <laughs> Joe knows yeah, product he... like Bo. Bo knows baseball. And Joe knows product. Oh, you come up with this stuff. <laughs> I, I, I was I was actually working at at ESPN in in ninety eight when 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 um. Stefan dyed his hair blonde, and it was like the the in thing to do. Like everybody was doing it, and there was probably like. 12 guys walking around ESPN all with their bleach blonde hair. And it was just the strangest thing. That was before it was MSNBC with footballs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. Good. That was, I, I worked there back in the good old days. I worked there before it fell apart. Thank you very much. Good. Glad to hear it. We're, we're approaching live tracks 40. I wonder if that's going to be anything special or just like anything else. Did, did they do anything special on the, on the round, on the round numbers in the past? Well, 10 30. was Portugal. Um, which, by the way, you want to talk about underrated live tracks? Because you think, oh, Portugal, who the hell cares? It's over like in wherever. That show is fantastic. The crowd is so good on that. That is truly one of my favorite live tracks. Yeah. Um, 20 was actually the giveaway. 20 was the recording from the Wetlands from 1993. That was the previous earliest multi-track recording. And live tracks 30 was... Um, actually, the Remember Two Things Source Show, where you mm-hmm. got the entire um, the entire run of stuff they used to make Remember Two Things. So, I would get, I would say yes, sort I, of. I feel kind of silly. The uh, Periscopers are bringing our attention to this. That when it comes to live tracks forty and live tracks forty one, that. Um, there's some plays there you could do on the numbers. It wouldn't surprise me to see those tracks show up. I don't get it. <laughs> you know, you said we're approaching live tracks 40. I think this podcast is approaching Tuesday. Why don't we take a break and uh, we'll get back and we'll answer a ton of user questions. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, cool. We'll be back right after this. Hang with us.
All right, everybody, welcome back to the next segment of Ants Podcast 60. Uh, again, I'm Matt. I'm still Matt. I'm still here with Jake and Joe. Um, as promised. We're I'm, still here. They, uh, thank yep, goodness. Um, uh, as promised, I've moved on to my second beer, my proper beer. This guy is uh, from a brewery outside uh, Portland. It's actually from Tillamook. If you're on the West Coast, you're, you're, you're familiar with Tillamook, the brand. They do yogurts, sour cream, cheeses, most probably popular. Um, but uh, Tillamook, Oregon, the brewery is called DeGard, and this is Loke, a dark wild ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. So we'll see. I've had this stick sitting in the closet for a couple, three years. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to enjoy it. Let's see if let's see if we can get a little. I'm probably not gonna get any sound. No, no sound probably. But nice. We got a little. We got a little clug clug. What's the percentage on it? Uh, Eleven five. Oh, oh wow. you're trying to get up to my trying to get up to my wine. Still yeah. not there though. Oh man, we'll see about this. But uh, yeah, hopefully delicious. All right, so we've got a ton of questions to get to. But first. Our DMB Vote Song Series, Joe's DMB Vote Song Series. <laughs> it's not my series. It's our series. It's the community. Hashtag Joe M. Hashtag Joe M series. Well, is, hashtag, what, isn't there another hashtag you guys are doing? Oh, yeah, Free Dodo. That's right. Okay. All right, just Do check not, in. Keep, keep retweeting Free Dodo, because if we Joe. don't Free Dodo, no one will. Free With that. Dodo. With that, Dodo is not the uh, was not last week's um, pick, and spoiler, it's not um, not the next pick either because it's not released. But anyway, um, this that past week we had Smooth Rider, and we we're a little slow getting it out. Um, I blame that on Matt because this is his series. Um, wow, <laughs> and it wasn't Matt's fault, but um, so a little bit slow. But um, thank you all for jumping on the vote um, and still getting it out. Um, I know we talked about last week. Um, that we got some strange votes, and uh, SWB1003 gave a vote of A- uh, for us, because he said, because you haven't made them numbers yet, Joe. And I actually put the number, I actually went through this, I put the numbers in, I actually tried, like, going reverse alphabet, like Z, it just didn't feel right, you know, I just, A, B, C, D, just flows better, but... Um, You'll see for this next week's, maybe we'll have to get creative. But um, thank you for the shout out there. So, um, you know, got these, we had five picks from them. It's a pretty close vote. Um, you know, I'll just say, listening to it, I, when I pulled up all the, the Smooth Riders to listen to, the, state, the studio version was, it came up with it. That studio version is bad compared to the live versions. I, man, it's not good at all. I didn't that like is it. in. As in bad, as in like to the bone, or bad as in like unwell. Unwell. Uh, I was. It was hard to listen to. It was. It was rough. I don't know. That's weird because you know, stand up volume one has such a great response <laughs> from the fans. I was. Gosh, I mean, wow. It, I, it just. It's how significant that song from the studio to live is. But uh, that was one of the things that just stuck out to me. But um, um, should I just jump into the results, or did you guys have anything you wanted uh, to throw just in? Just jump in. Jump in. Um, so the first two were you didn't want to you want to know from me? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, jump in. I don't <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was going to be it? Um, so the first two picks were the weekend at the rocks, um, and neither of them made it. Um, they didn't make the kit, the kit, the the cut. But uh, the second one was the highest, which was actually the Twitter favorite. Most of them people liked on Twitter liked the second um, weekend at the rocks. And interestingly enough, if you would have voted A over B. You're saying that the one they picked for the actual weekend at the Rocks compilation CD, best of, 
you're saying they picked the wrong one. So we had we had um like five people Ooh. that said that they picked the wrong the wrong smooth rider for the compilation. But um, controversy, a little bit of controversy. Um, uh, Wilson uh, uh, Wilson Clare said um, smooth rider. He picked B. Said. Um, um, it's the least amount of hiccups, good transitions, improv, day vocals, sell it. So we'll appreciate the feedback on uh, why you pick B. Um, the other ones, uh, Live Tracks 25 was the lowest voted. Nobody really voted. So it came down to Live Track 6 from Boston and the Dave and Tim version from the Europe 07, which came from uh, Newcastle, England, um, which was the live at Radio City Encore. That was the... Um, the, the final two, and the winner is. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, the winner is actually the Fenway show, uh, the the, oh. the Boston one, which um, I actually will say I voted for um, the Dave and Tim version. Bean Town, just, uh, yeah, no, you, yeah, that wasn't it. I Bean Town won. I voted for the Dave and Tim England show. I just like what Tim does on it. I liked it a lot. Um, and then I probably would have picked B after that for the full full band, The Weekend at the Rocks. I think um, I liked that one. But um, that leads us to yeah. Please tell me we week. have a better song for this volume uh, for volume both. eight or volume seven. So let me just cut to the chase. I I uh, I we pulled the ping pong balls out of the ping pong ball machine for picking the next song. And let me just say we had eight misses, eight oh songs God. that we cannot use. And I'm gonna just run through them real quick. Uh, and just so we can, because I think it's kind of funny some of the ones that came up, um, and then I'll get to our. So first one that came out, "Running Down a Dream," great Tom yeah. Petty song. Yeah, "Running Down a Dream," um, not been released. The other one that came up is "Sister '94." What's that, Jay? Ah, that's our uh, Spotlight Volume Two. Yes, special sister. Yes, that's our. Just go back to uh, podcast and listen to that part. Like 26 minutes in. The third one that came out was Glory, Glory, Alleluia. I don't remember when that was played. hell is that from? I don't know when they played that. Maybe it was a guest on somebody else's set. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it must have been a. Usually, usually Matt looks this up for us while we babble. What was the question? No, it's okay. The next one that came out was um, Hey Bulldog. Uh, Beatles. Yes, cover it. It was Dave and Friends covered it, and, it, and this one actually happened to be released. It's um, on the Dave and Bonnaroo. Friends Bonnaroo disc, yeah, from 61104. Yeah. That's a is, fun little show. The only problem is there's only one ever released Hey Bulldog, so there's not much well, of a the vote winner. there. So. That's the winner, so <laughs> we actually can clear that one off the list and say it's a winner. So that, that was the fourth one. The fifth one that came out was Satellite Jam. You know what that is, Jake? Oh. Oh, do I ever. God, I love that jam. It's an old intro. It's actually from the show that we talked about last week, uh, 10193, which you should go and download from the uh, It's Marching. Um, go over to Anson and download that. That is the uh, intro they use in, in 93 a few times. It is just fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful Roy on that. Oh, that's, not released. My, I mean, not not released, released, unfortunately. Maybe someday. Um so then it came to the sixth one, and I thought we had a winner here. This one comes out, and I think we got it. It's Mercy. And I'm like, all right, we got it. Actually, turns out Mercy's only ever been released live one once. time. I'm yep. surprised. I didn't know that. Um, 6, 16, 12, it's on the deluxe edition of Away From the World. So, Matt, we got another winner, but unfortunately nothing to vote on. Now mark it down. Mark it down. So um, that took us to the seventh one, which was All the Same. 
Jake, that is that is the in, that is the original Lover name of Lover Day Down. Correct. Oh. So um, we don't have that original version released. So we had to pull out another ball, and the next one that came out was Benny and the Jets. There you go, <sighs> Joe. At this that point, is- how many balls do you have? <laughs> I'm at eight. At this point, I'm at eight. Got a, a lot, lot of balls. Guy's got a lot of, got balls. a lot of balls. A lot of balls. <laughs> at this point, I'm realizing I should have only put balls into the hopper of songs that have been released and not every song. But sadly, <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I wrote out a ball for everything. So um, that took us to our pick for this coming week. And then we'll ask your vote for, and it is. <laughs> I'll back you up. Ooh. Which um, I know in our, I think in our song tour, do we list this as our number one song in the song tour, or do we put it is the, the uh, number one? I think. Is it? Is it, is it one or two? Well, I don't know. You're the. It's, I uh, really have moved it. The song tour is it broke. Sh- <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yes, yeah, so the song tour doesn't really exist anymore. But it should. It actually should be two. It's not this time. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> no, it's not this time I'm going to eat it. That's <laughs> tremendous, though. So here, here's the catch, though, with this week's I'll Back You Up. It's been released, in my count, and I have to go back 16 times. Oh, great. Wow. Now now we can expect Joe to put out this, this week's gong vote like three months from now. <laughs> um, so this one's going to be fun. This one's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a tight vote unless everyone really just uh, picks a uh, Everyone's a standout version. So we have like a, there's a lot to choose from from Dave solo versions, Dave and Tim, uh, like Dave and Stefan, you know, full band. You know, we got a lot to choose from different kind of versions. So are you, are you gonna, you're not gonna, you're not going to whittle all, any of those down, right? You're just going to put them all out there. No, no, not, that's not for me to whittle down. That's for that's for the voters to do. So wow. are we going to uh, see this uh, poll posted sometime within the next four days? I'm giving you a lot of room here. Okay, you know a little bit. I was traveling last We're week. We're going to need so a lot I, of lead time is my point with 16 versions. I, I could turn it around pretty quick. I know everyone's got a lot of listening to do. Yes, I will get it out early. It comes from like nearly like every year. We got a 93, got a 94, got a 95, a 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2002, and 2004, and 2007. So covers quite the spectrum or the, the, um, the uh, term of DMB. So it'll be interesting to see what we got. So... Um, I will put Matt's um, song series out uh, soon. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for, again for passing the buck, Joe. I do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so what? We got uh, listener questions, right? And we got a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot of them. Thank you for the questions. Definitely. We'll see how many we can get through. All right, Jake, let's peel off this. Let's start. Wait, you want me to start? Rapid, that, that's Jake's version of rapid fire, by the way. Okay, this question is from... Okay, anyway, um, this is from Tweet Mike Wickoff. You guys ever think about going through each studio album and review the songs and the album? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Now... That's a thought. It's a thought. I don't think, yeah, we haven't, I mean, if it gets to that point, yeah, it would be something, something we could do. I don't know which album we would have to do for, we'd probably have a whole podcast just trying to pick which album to do. I, I think that's, that would probably be the, the answer right there. So we would have to just say, we're going to do uh, this album and just dissect an album and go through it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, something yeah. we can think about. 
I like the idea. It's good, good, good topic. Good, uh, you know, it's it's a band that we talk so much about their live shows that sometimes studio albums kind of get uh, thrown by the wayside. I'm more than happy to talk about their studio efforts. That's this band, though. What? That's this band. I mean, come on, we're not a studio band. They're not a studio band. And I know, I know that's the line, Joe. And I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you promptly. Maybe we have to make that part of the debate, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I enjoy their good studio efforts. I got a question. Yeah. Um, Aaron Johnson at AJ underscore foosball um, asks, hey, Ants Marching, uh, which, if any, of the Busted Stuff songs uh, do you think, or he says thing, I'm assuming he's going to say think, um, are improvements over their Lily White Sessions counterpart? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Jake, do you have any uh, take on that? <sighs> better than I will say oof. see I know I know Matt and I are going to disagree I've like got crazy. strong opinions on this I will say digging a ditch I will say Gray Street and You don't, need, say that. You, don't, you don't have to have another one. I don't I don't think I do have another one. I think digging a ditch digging a ditch definitely is. I think digging a ditch is is just fantastic on busted stuff. Um I think Gray Street works much better you with, with so the set lyrics. You are so wrong on Gray Street. You're wrong on that. <laughs> I know it's an I opinion, do, I, but you're I, wrong yeah. and you should feel bad. No, I mean look, I I like um I I like the Lily White ones a lot but i i think that it's it, um i think it works better okay so i just people have heard this before out of me but it's certainly raven by a long shot and uh no. kickhead jam is way better also uh no. no okay that's great uh thanks for your opinion and i'll say this <laughs> here, here's the weird no. thing in terms of the version of the song i don't necessarily agree i like the other version the the lily white version of the song better but in terms yeah. of mood and production and everything, I think Captain's an improvement in a way. Too. No freaking How way! That? I knew you were going to say no, that. And, I, and I like I like Crazy. I like the '97 version, Tim and Dave and Tim of Crazy. I love that song, and that's what Captain is done properly, right? But it's so yeah, miserable, but- make me want to cut my wrists depressing on Lily White Sessions. And that's not even the beauty enjoy- of it. No. That's the beauty no, 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 of what no, no, it is. No. It's the, the love no, no, song I, is so freaking no, depressing. No, no, no. It's the beauty of it on a song like Big Eyed Fish where it works. It literally sounds like Dave is crying into the microphone on Captain, and it's just sad. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I, I see your that point. That, that, that It goes too far on Captain for me, if you ask, if you ask me. I, I think that's the beauty of Captain and that. It could be, but but crazy doesn't sound miserable and hopeless like that. It's not what it was for. Okay, I'll give you that. See, we agree. We agree. <laughs> You're wrong, or we agree. It's fine. I guess my opinion is, I don't know, man. I'm just wrong. Maybe I need to to do a real compare, but I just go Lily White's bite. I mean, it's that's just my fall to. And if I listen to something from Busted stuff, you know, I just go. Oh, what is this? I want the I want the OG. I want I want uh, I want to get back to the uh, the Lily Whites. What is what's this? So that's just my take. Is I even though yes, maybe the versions maybe the versions are better. Blah, blah, I just I just fall back to to the Lily White. So your, your answer is nothing. Yeah, 
My answer is nothing. All right. Okay. If 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 you could take the Lily White sessions, well, let me. Where if you if you took you never know and put it on the Lily White session, what would you take out? I don't. I just don't want to mess with the Lily White sessions. Why are you forcing me to? Yeah, I know. I, I take, do this to you all the time. But... I take out Kit Kat Jam. <laughs> That's exactly why. Why I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I want. You got to keep it. You got to keep it. It's a. It's I a love. Piece of I art love. Art. Love Kit Kat Jam on Lily White session. Love it. Ugh, tough decisions though. Matt, um, you got a question? I do. It's a two part. Well, it's not a two parter. It's a two tweeter. But uh, Jason Begtall, I think I'm saying that right. Jason, apologies if not. Um, ask, uh, rank the studio albums from your favorite, not the best, not the best, but your favorite, which I don't know how that really works. It's kind of I don't insane. get that. To the least favorite, uh, feel free to include the Lily White Sessions. And remember two things. Um, for instance, Crash is my favorite album, even though I believe BTC has to be their best. Okay, well, their best album, right. Okay. Um, I suppose, uh, Joe, why don't you, why don't you uh, pick it up on that? So, I, so I, I you can you can do top you. three or top five. You don't have to do the whole gamut, but well, I was just getting my top and my bottom. Um, the middle, the middle gets cloudy. You know, it's like it's hard. Who's to say what's better than that? Um, yeah. So before these crowded streets uh, happens to be my top one, and I would say my least or what else is at the top? I would say I would say Under Table of Dreaming, probably my number two. Um, at the bottom, I would go, mm, mm, mm. my very bottom, I'm going to say is every day. And my second bottom is stand up. So your bottom two in order would be stand up second to last and every day last. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Um, I just wrote these down really quick off the top of my head. If I skipped an album, I apologize. You can let me know. Uh, my number one is Lily White Sessions. I just that's that's just my favorite. Number two is Before These Crowded Streets. Number three, everyone's going to hate this, but I'm sorry. I I love Away from the World. I I just really Nothing really like that, that one. Mm. Um, number four is Remember Two Things. Uh, number five, everyone's going to really hate this. Is Big Whiskey. Uh, number six is Under the Table, and the reason why that is is because. Everything on under the table, I already heard because I was a fan before the yep. album came out. Yep, so yep. Th- this it doesn't resonate with me like it does with other people. I understand where it stands with ever, other people. Um, then would be Crash, which I, I actually – there's parts of Crash that I really, really don't like, and there's mm-hmm. parts of Crash that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, I love 41 Studio. Oh, I God, don't yeah. like – I hate Two Step Studio. Oh, and, I, and I love Two Step Studio as well. <laughs> of course not what i said um stand up and then every day uh, so okay. I, every day's the worst every day's trash yeah, so you had the same same end as me Ma- matt do you have a vote yeah my, mine's pretty generic but um I, mine's before these crowded streets of course i think under the table is um my next i like i just like that almost outdoor crisp echoey sound you get off that album i don't i don't know how, how else to describe it i, I really enjoy it uh, yeah, that's no, that's that's them capturing the live feeling of the band. I, yeah, you know, that's I give them credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say probably crash after that because you're right. I mean, 41 in the in the studio is it's a song that's evolved so much and it's taken on such a life of itself. And to be able to still have a quintessential recording like that that just is timeless 
is really again another achievement. I think only only capable from from Lily White. Um, I, I wish that uh, I wish that Tim played forty one now like he played it on the album. Yeah, with his guitar fills in the second verse yep. is just just magical. And uh, number four is for me is some devil. I guess we can count Ooh. that, right? Now, there are some absolute skippers on that album. I don't like Grey Blue Eyes. I don't care for Too High. Um, other than that... Dodo. It's got Dodo, though. Oh, do- it Dodo. does have Dodo. I'm, I'm sorry. So Damn Lucky, the more time that goes by, the more classic I think that song is. Absolute Emotional payoff at the end. Trey Anastasio is a madman on that song. He's the. I don't know how these musicians all got in the same room and were able to sort out their how they're going to mix together their talents because either, any any one of them could carry Tim or Tim or Trey and mm-hmm. and they work together so well and that song especially they they all shine on that Dave's vocals uh great song uh Gravedigger is outstanding you know it, it's just a wonderful album and it kind of caught everybody by surprise I think everyone was a little scared what's going to go on but uh I think it came out great and um after that I would have to say Big Whiskey I still love Big Whiskey hmm. yeah so that's my top 5 Bottom. You know, Trey uh, is um Some Devil's the worst. Quick. Or some devil. Stand up, I mean, is the worst. You know, mm. Trey is unbelievably underrated as, as a guitarist. I, I think that is just people don't I, realize that he is really, really, really good. Oh, I didn't underrate him. I thought he was pretty good. You know what this makes me think of though, Jake, is not only we did the um top songs and you kinda had a list from what's the, the hot songs to the to the bottom. Yeah. Um kind of feel like we need an album version of that. Get the get the get the general public you know opinion, album wise, and maybe we kind of know what the top will be. But I think then that's will be interesting where the uh, middle and the bottom finishes. You mean like a top studio cuts of all time? Just out of uh, out of the albums, rank everybody, rank them, and we'll compile all the results and see what as a whole the order. The albums is. or the albums or the songs. You did the songs already. I'm talking the albums now. That's what I'm making sure you were saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- let's do that. We'll get Zach on it. I think it would be Good cool. We'll <laughs> get Zach on it. Thanks, Zach. Um, I got a question. You guys want it? Yeah. Um, Brad uh, says, uh, at Ants Marching, what's the most memorable show you've been to that the weather has had an impact? Oh. Hashtag Ants Podcast. I Matt, got you know? one. I got one. What is it? What my, is it? my first show ever. Is uh, Friday? Well, you didn't. You didn't know when your first show. I know. Was and now I remember. <laughs> it's <laughs> that memorable. And it is the um, Friday, June twenty or July twenty first, two thousand at Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo. It is JTR. Um, and remember, this is when this was the the stretch of shows where they were playing like Lionel Graves with Butch, and Butch and Boyd all had real long emotional solos, and then they would kind of pause and they'd shake each other's hands or give each other a hug. Um, so that was really a special mid-set occurrence. But it was actually um, late in the show. They played JTR and it was with the ladies and Butch. Um, but right about when Dave, and this is per Jake's notes as well, and I remember it, I can confirm it. Right about when Dave started saying rain down on me, it started raining. And the whole place just started, it was just looking at each other and just kind of unbelievable. Um, being my first show and having that happen during that moment was Unbelievable, Jake. Do you have one? The the one that stood out to me, the one I could think of was I, I went to West Palm Beach in two thousand seven. Um, and as you may know, it, it rains in the summer in in Florida, and it rained so bad, 
so hard that actually the wife and I could not sit in our seats. So we spent most of um, actually the entire show kind of wandering, meandering through the place, staying dry because it rained like the entire show. But on a positive side about West Palm Beach, last year when I went when, in 2015, it actually poured like crazy before the show and it completely cooled down the place. And the weather, the temperature was only like 79, which is the coolest it's ever been in West Palm Beach, probably by 20 degrees at least. So that was the greatest ever. So if it pours like that every time, I'll go to West Palm Beach anytime. That's a positive weather story. Hmm. Positive weather story. Um, and I guess mine quick is, um, just I, and I might be forgetting some, but um, I would say from top memory, uh, 624.04, which was at Polaris amphitheater in columbus ohio and um it's one of those where it's raining so hard it's actually raining horizontal and it's coming under the pavilion and like everybody even under the pavilion is getting soaked and um i don't remember if i've seen the set list on here or not but they play good good time um and early I, I want, to third track um and i want to say i don't know if the set list exists for that or not but uh i'd like to say, think in my head that they they started playing that because of the rain that was going on that was oh, still back in the days of new song uh, one two I, three and four so i just got told on the wrong answer from the podcast um and the, and the podcast is completely correct sorry change of answer uh jazz fest um the last time they played jazz fest was that four years ago oh um, my god the lightning storm Holy oh cow. my god it was it was the whole it was in the middle of a uh uh race track and so it's all that mud you know the race the stuff the horses run on or whatnot and it just turned into all straight 100 percent mud there's no grass because it's just the infield of a racetrack it's all that stuff it was all complete mud everyone is completely soaked dave's soaked it's raining on there's a little bit of video from this the show you know maybe not so memorable but the experience in the rain oh my gosh that was that was insane so that would maybe that 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 jumps above polaris thank you for the shout out periscope evan r spencer that's at evan r spencer says hey ants marching how about some poster chat on tonight's ants podcast favorite ever last tour um Evan, I'm not really much of a poster guy. I, I have one, two, three, four. I think I have four. I guess it's a lot. Um, I, um, I, I, I don't know if I could say like a, I could say what my favorite is. I mean, I have uh, both nights from from West Palm Beach, 2010, which is uh, with a ship sailing out. It's like a pirate ship in, in the water. Um, I really like those. I have both of those framed. With the set list, thanks to Joe M, who's the set list maven, of course. Um, <laughs> I like those. I have those framed. I have a couple uh, like that, but um, they're cool. That's I can only speak to mine personally, really. Yeah, Do you have I, any I posters, Joe? I uh, bought them very early on. Stopped buying them because that was one less show I can go to when I paid forty five dollars yeah, right. or whatever for a, for a poster. But um, oddly enough, so I haven't bought a poster in probably ten years. I, I'm not sure, uh, but I actually bought two from Europe um, uh, this time around. And um, I like I liked the poster series. I like the ones that they do, the series, flower series I like. They did this year, they did the beer cans, and the beer cans one kind of jumped uh, actually both uh, overseas and local. Um, so, I, you know, I like I like the series. Um, 
you know, I think the, the posters were a little bit of a mess in Europe this year, the, especially the Dublin show. I mean, they literally had only like 50 to sell and if something massively went wrong. And so um, big shout out to Lexi helped me get uh, get that poster because I wanted to grab that to end the um, the Europe tour. So I just like the series would be my would my thoughts on the posters. Real yeah. quick, Matt, before you jump in there, um, there is a poster actually for Live Tracks 37. And oh, my God, is that amazing? That that is a poster that that I think I'm going to have to buy because it just looks so cool. I disagree. Um, you, you're just saying that because you're being a dick. No, I really, I really don't like the poster. I'm, I'm, I'm you usually, don't like the poster. I'm usually positive about everything. I, poster I, doesn't I like you. I may, I may, God, I may why why are you so negative all the time, Joe? Jesus. <laughs> I really you maybe it's just maybe it's because I like everything. the set so much. Maybe it's because I like the show and the set list and the the audio that we're going to get, and that's just trumping everything. Um, maybe you just hate everything because you're just a hater. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a hater. I, the poster's cool, um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little harsh. You're making me come back on my opinion, but I I, I, uh, I don't like it. <sighs> Go ahead, Matt. Now that do? he's brought down the room, Jesus. either give us Matt, give us a question or give us your poster take. Why don't you get to choose which one you want to do? I'll give you a question. Uh, Brian Hansel at Dota Foo. Asked Ants, does Ants have any plans for celebrating DMB25? We have to wait. Um, we have to wait till the band decides what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so when the band decides what they're doing, we'll decide what we're doing. Yeah, I will say, we're gonna f- stay tuned. Stay tuned. But our plans, our immediate plans are to free Dodo. Free Dodo, number one. All of our efforts are focused right there, right now. Like it. Uh, Jeremy Burns at Vern Burns asks at Ants Marching, will they continue the vinyl re-releases the next two? Crashing before these crowded streets would likely be very popular. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Uh, yes, I agree with you. They would be very popular. And I, I would assume that they would do them. And I would assume that if they continue the way they've done them before, we're due for crash. Um, I, I hope it happens. I, I would. I would actually. When you say that, you say when they do it before, it's because they, they do it. They're doing it maybe on the anniversary. Yeah, that's what it seems like. They did one. When, when did they do um, under the table? A couple, uh, a couple years ago was was the twenty year of it. It yeah. was so, fourteen, and so sixteen would be this year would be crash, and then eighteen would be BTCS. Right. So I, I, I would assume they would do it. I would I would look forward to that because if you head over to uh, Tour Central, uh, if you just go to 1996, you, you can't actually click on one of the little tabs on the side. Just kind of go through there. Uh, actually, it's in 1995, rather. If you go in 1995, um, I believe it's listed in November, November 1st, 1995. That's like a generic date we use for studio cuts. You will see a multitude of songs listed. So I would be very interested to see what they added as bonus material to a crash uh, re-release vinyl, like they did last time for Under the Table, they released Granny from Studio. I would be very interested to see if they release something. Um, we have like 36 listed, a little thing, Get in Line, yeah. Deed is Done. I mean, if, if any of those songs exist in a studio cut, oh my God, what, I would love to hear like a 36 or Deed is Done studio. Oh. That would be that would well, be. I'd like greatest. to hear Little Thing Studio. Actually, that would be cool too. How and to see how different it would be 
from your number four listed album, Some Devil. And another thing. Yes. That would be that would be interesting to compare them. Because that was pretty early on for Little Thing. I want the next um, Dave Matthews Band album to have a track called Just One More Thing. To continue the or trend. Like, or or they could call it like, oh, we forgot this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One more. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. One more. Really, just one more. Who promised? This is the last one. I like that. Uh, I, I just saw there was a question about the, the uh, poster for the live tracks that Joe hates, so we'll skip what, that one. What was the, what was the question? Uh, the poster for this, this is from our, our, our good friend Larry Boa, Larry Boa34. Boa um, the poster for uh, the next live tracks looks awesome, in my opinion. Um, what are some other favorite posters of you guys that Joe M hates? <laughs> he didn't say that, did he? <laughs> he? He meant it probably, but anyway. In spirit. I, I guess, I don't, I mean, maybe I need to relook at it. All right. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll let me reserve my judgment until I can re-see the poster. Actually, I'll pull it up now. Uh, I, I, I still have the same opinion. Anyway, let me, let me get a question in here now. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Posh, see Posh, Sai Posh says, um, Ants Marching, do you know the first show that the band used IEMs or in-ear monitors? I do not. Does anybody know? Have a guess? I, I think it was in 1995. I think it was started on, even though they weren't doing multi-tracks yet, I, I believe that they first started them on that um, co-headliner tour with Big Head Todd which I, I think started uh, over on the East Coast, like over in Vermont or so, and then uh, migrated all the way across the country. I remember hearing something about that. That was the first time they had ever actually used them. Um, maybe they used them on, on a show, a random show in, in 1994 here or there. That was the, yep. the tour that actually started um, on January 26th in Burlington, Vermont, and then went all the way across the country, ended up like in San Francisco. Wow. Um What's interesting about that tour, because I'm here, you were wondering, well, Jake, I hope you will just say something random about this to make this segment go a little bit longer. Yeah, I will. Um, the, it started off as a co-headlining <laughs> tour with Big Head Todd and Dave Matthews Band. And Big Head Todd was very, very popular in the Midwest, Chicago region, such like that. DMB had their base kind of where their base is now. But as the tour went on, they realized that DMB was incredibly popular. So it sort of switched around and Big Head Todd ended up opening some shows that they originally going to headline. DMB took over as the headliner basically about halfway through the tour and, and, and just finished every show from there. So, you know, nothing against Big Todd, Big Head Todd. They're actually a good band. I like Big Head Todd, but just that just goes to the enormity that happened to Dave Matthews band around 1995, hmm. kind of starting their, their, ascent into what they are interesting that's pretty cool yes. i like it do we have one more or we uh i know we got tons of questions so thank you guys all for sending them i know we can't hit them all do uh matt do you have a final one at all or are you uh you tapped out um uh, let's see uh i had one that i kind of liked um this one's kind of we'll see if we'll see if jake wants to answer this he'll love this one uh, chris at c philip banks asked does anyone within the dmb bubble take note of your points they are generally spot on and spoken from the heart. I got to only assume he's talking about my opinions on that, by the way. <laughs> but I'll let you address that softball, Jake. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, 
listening to tonight, I'm sure that Corn uh, and Dave and the rest of the guys are sitting around listening. They're going to really rethink the posters for the live tracks because <laughs> Joe's not digging them. Um, actually, Dave and, sent Joe Hart's on Periscope. Actually, Dave Matthews himself. Did he? Yeah, I'm not Hart Joe M. By that. Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, and this is something we were talking about before we, w- we went on, is we like this. We enjoy this. This, this is fun. We, we like talking about the band. Um, we hope you guys do, too. And, and, and we mean it. You know, we, we like the band. We don't hate the band. We're not in here bashing them. I mean, except for the posters that Joe doesn't like, of course. But <laughs> I didn't the, bash the poster. <laughs> You know, it's it's no big deal. I mean, you know, just it's just somebody's livelihood, Joe. I mean, the guy makes a living making posters, and you go and say that his work shit. I think is the exact words you said. If I'm not mistaken. Is the guy but the anyway, post- um, is the guy in the poster supposed to be Dave? No. Why would it be Dave? He, oh, I think that would be cool if it was like uh, freaking like Miller's or you know or somewhere you know he, he's, he's sitting behind the bar and it, and it kind of maybe at least resembles a little bit of dave i think that would have been cool well i i think that after listening to this you can just assume from here on the posters are going to go by joe first i think that just we're going to call them joesters oh geez i don't don't take my opinion if you like the poster get the poster like i said i have two i have some posters from very early on, and I had got well, got some from Europe, and I don't really have the poster, so I'm the worst person to ask an opinion on. Joe, does your favorite poster have a set list that's uh, Pantene Pro-V shampoo into conditioner? <laughs> like pouring the bottles into each other? No, like a transition. First shampoo, then condition, then maybe like a little bit of mousse. You got to, you know, you know, then it would not be that. You don't mousse? No. <laughs> no. There's no mousse. No, no, no mousse. Wax, clay, foam. <laughs> Move on. Spray. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two quick questions because I think that we all know the answer to this. Uh, Brad at Mountain Dew for breakfast. Really, that's his <laughs> thing. Um, obviously, Brad's still in college, so good luck to you tomorrow when you wake up for class. Uh, can we expect uh, two sets this summer? I think we're all in agreement. Two sets, correct? Yes. Um, I thought so. Yes, I, I like this one too. Mark Taggart, um, MTM Taggart twenty three, asked: With this being the twenty fifth anniversary of DMB, do you think we'll see an anniversary box set release? Um, God, I hope so. I mean, isn't that something that? What would be the box? What would be the box set? Posters that you don't like. <laughs> just, just posters of guys sitting behind bars playing guitars. Just like different colors, <sighs> it would just be. I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm gonna go buy. That, from a, I'm gonna go buy that poster now. You should. Just you, you should apologize. <laughs> what, what, well, what would you like, Joe? What What do you want from a twenty? What is the twenty fifth anniversary? What do you want to hear? Let's put it I, like that. Here's what I want. I want because there's no tour next year. Wink, wink. Um, I want. <laughs> I want a release of a DVD from Warehouse. And in November of this year, a 25th anniversary blowout concert, three nights. With with a poster or not a poster? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I think it depends what the poster looks well, now like. He wants, yeah. Now he wants a poster. If, if, hey, if it gets it to happen, I'll take, I'll get, we'll get I'll do a poster. Matt, what, what would you truly like from 
DMB uh, going by the question anniversary box set release, not Joe going off on his things about, oh, I want a live show and I want it to be in my backyard and I want the poster to not be in a bar. <laughs> um, that's a really tough question, I think. Um, I'm really excited about these album re releases on vinyl with the B sides on there. Um, however, I don't, you know, it has nothing to do with the 25th anniversary, right? But I would still take it. Um. Yeah, no, I think the the studio B sides are the most interesting thing for me. Yeah, yeah that's be cool. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I just want to hear something I haven't heard every day. Yep. Um. No, no pun intended. Just you know, that would be cool. I I would enjoy that. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. All or, right. Or or a, or a poster, whatever, whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, a special twenty fifth anniversary poster. Skip. All right. Well, again, everybody, thank you for your questions. Um, you can all week long just tag us in a tweet with a hashtag Ants Podcast, and we will do our best to get to them. We had the most questions, I think, ever this week. Uh, we tried to get to a lot of them. The podcast, obviously, is running a little longer than we had planned, of course, but uh, we, we really do enjoy it. Uh, a couple things before we wrap up. Um, we want to thank for everybody, uh, give thanks to everybody who's reviewing us on iTunes. Um, if you search for Dave Matthews Band or DMB on iTunes for anything, we are your number one result for the podcast, and we're really proud of that. So so thank you very much. We do want more reviews. We've got 75 reviews. We've got a lot of good reviews, but we want more. Um, so if you could be so kind. Yeah, we to want fo- more good reviews. Good by reviews. The way. <laughs> good reviews. If, if you like it, tell iTunes. If you don't like it, tell us. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, no, if, if you could all be so kind to go on iTunes and to review our podcast, uh, it would really be appreciated. It would help us push up in the rankings, get more exposure, get more listeners, and have more fun, right? So thank you again all so much. Uh, I don't know if you've all noticed uh, on your podcast app, uh, we've got new podcast artwork as well. Joe and I whipped together uh, a kind of a new theme, a little more colorful. So we hope you enjoy you. that too. It was all you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty much um, thank you very much. We really, we really appreciate it. You guys have anything to add? Well, yeah, I, I don't really like the artwork. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's just, I, I'm just not, I'm not digging it. You know, okay. okay. That's, that's why we didn't. That's why we didn't ask for your opinion. I, I just, you know, I just, it's not what I was expecting. Is that guy supposed to be Dave? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> he is Dave. I can almost like Photoshop a marionette action, like little strings going down, and a little Jake being like manipulated by Dave in that picture. Like I said, I love, I love the new artwork. I think it's fantastic. I really. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. just so good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And do you have anything to add, Joe, before we wrap up? Nope. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm good. Cool. Well, uh, Joe's going to have his Joe's Song Vote series up very shortly, early this week. So hopefully, we'll be plenty of time to vote and listen to all 16 versions of "I'll Back You Up," and we'll be ready to rock uh, around the same time next Sunday. So thanks everyone for sticking with us. Thank you for the Periscopers. If you don't already follow us on Periscope, you should because you get to watch and listen to this stuff and the behind-the-scenes banter live, which is good, I suppose, in some ways. But uh, for sure, thanks again for listening to Episode 60 of the Answermarch.org podcast. We'll sign off now, and we'll see you next week. Be well. Oh, send away. Here we are tonight. With the snow outside. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, 
the best stop for all things DMB. Right. Well, you and I roll.